0: I started seeing this pattern in people who were really bright, talented, and reluctant to go the next step. Whatever it was in their life, they were were stuck, and it seemed to come back to how they were raised, either raised to play themselves down psychologically, or particularly for women, raised to get married, have kids, and not have a career. When in fact, what they really wanted was to have a career. So I started thinking in terms of this fear of being fabulous. Sylvia
1: and me. Hi, I'm Sylvia Beckerman. Join me today as I talk to an extraordinary woman who is changing the world by making a difference in her life and the lives of those around her.
0: Good to be with you today, Sylvia. I'm Judith Shervin. I have a PhD in clinical psychology. Currently, I'm an executive coach for a number of tech companies in the Valley and have been on retainer at LinkedIn and Credit Karma. And we currently work for Unity Technologies and a variety of other major tech companies helping leaders overcome any insecurities they have about maximizing their leadership. Some people call it the imposter syndrome, and it's... um, Uh, what we call it is the fear of being fabulous. So many people have been raised to think that if they own their magnificence, they'll come off as cocky or arrogant, and it's simply not true. And this applies to women as well. So welcome to Sylvia and Me.
1: (laughs) Judith, thank you so much. Um, This is great. And as I had said, I, I... came across those words, fear of being fabulous, um, when I looked you up after reading uh, a book called The Barbizon, because you have a background and you were an actress for quite some time. Yes. And, then in 19, and, and, and you were on shows that people know, Star Trek and, 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 and so many others back in the day. Um, and in 1977, you became, you got your PhD in clinical psychology. And then several years later, you met your husband, and you guys are quite a team, a team that's been on over 3,000 radio and TV shows, including Oprah, The View, 48 Hours, so on and so forth. You've written eight books. I know that at least seven have been on the LA Times bestselling list. So you haven't done anything in your life. Um, (laughs) And what, what I, what I um, if I didn't say it before, I'll say it again, the fear of being fabulous caught my eye because it is so true. Subconsciously, people don't even realize it. That's where all that negative talk comes in. Um, you know, you do something great and uh, just something simple. And my mother taught me this, uh, you know, somebody comes up and gives you a compliment instead of going, uh, thank you, you start well, you know. I really had nothing to do with it. Uh, this and that. So, what I'd like to really um, start to talk about is how did you? Because I know you said that you have experienced not just in your professional life, but also in your personal life, how you and Jim, you know, actually had to get over the fear of being fabulous. So oh. Can you give us a little summary? You know, tell us about that.
0: Absolutely. And you're quite right. The, the term, I came up with the term back when I was in private practice uh, doing clinical therapy. This is before I met Jim. And I started seeing this pattern in people who were really bright, talented, and reluctant to go the next step. Whatever it was in their life, they were they were stuck and it seemed to come back to how they were raised, either raised to play themselves down psychologically, or particularly for women raised to get married, have kids and not have a career, when in fact, what they really wanted was to have a career. So I started thinking in terms of this fear of being fabulous. Now, when I met Jim, we met on a blind date. And we spent at least an hour talking about having been professional actors. Well-paid, we never worked for free, and we both walked away from it. And we started talking then, and we had to deep dive after we got to know each other better. What was it, and there we were staring at our own fear of being fabulous. Never crossed either one of our minds to say, I want to be a star. I want to go after it. I had an agent in New York after I graduated college who said, I'd like to to manage your acting career. He was an agent for me. I certainly got plenty of work that way, but he wanted to manage my acting career. Sylvia, I didn't even think a moment to think about it. I said, Bob, no, I'm going to go back to Los Angeles because I want to meet a man I can marry.
1: You were brought up that 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 was what, how you were brought up. Wow. Okay. So without even realizing it, you didn't understand how good you were that an agent wanted to take you on. Exactly.
0: He was telling me that I was that good. I did it in a number of ways that, you know, it's repeating the same story, but in a different way that had to do with my acting career. So as Jim and I kept exploring the depths of what holds people back, it enriched how we coach people to overcome the fear of being fabulous. And when people get a handle on how they're afraid to push forward, how they're afraid to hold their excellence and really own it for fear that others will think that they are being grandiose or they're being cocky, No, we're not talking about being inflated. We're talking about owning who you actually are.
1: And that's something that is so difficult, especially for women. I know you do do both and men do have the same um, fear, but women have been ingrained to be, not to be as, fabulous as we are because then we're thought to be what a snob who does she think she is you shouldn't be so aggressive um how do you go about uh starting to alleviate first of all how do you go about recognizing that fear
0: so one of the things we do in our coaching and and i want to encourage anyone who's interested there is a program that That my husband and i put together at overcoming the fear (laughs) of being fabulous.com right now yes it's a very um intense program and we've received lots of reviews from people who say it changed my life it really changed my life because it helps you do what we do in coaching which is dig down into how people were raised because so much of this goes back to as you said those those early years of programming where parents say things and they're not aware that they're undermining their child's confidence when they say things like, well, who asked you for your opinion? Who do do you think you are that you're going to, that you're going to just make the menu for Thanksgiving? Really innocuous kinds of comments, but they settle into people's consciousness as, who do I think I am? And then when they get in the workplace or in the dating arena, that's still in the back of their mind, in the unconscious, holding them back. So people will tell us they go to a meeting, they have a brilliant idea, they don't speak up, and then five minutes later, somebody else at the meeting says something almost the same. That's right. And they get credit for it and they sit there feeling really bad. So step-by-step, people have to recognize they have to leave what they were programmed to not be in their childhood and help themselves consciously move forward in their adult life.
1: It sounds so um, reasonable, yet it's so difficult for people to to grasp. Um, you know, they say, oh, you know, uh, it's, it's just luck. Ah. I got My smarts from my parents. I did this, I did that. Instead of saying, oh, yes, you know, I, I, I came up with that idea. I thought it was good, and I'm going to voice it. And thank you very much. Yes, um, you're right. I did do a good
0: job. Yes, yes, exactly. And I'm looking forward to doing more. Please give me larger assignments. I'm eager to chew on something that's even more challenging. When people really own their excellence, they ask for more, they go after more because it's fun.
1: It is fun. And you can do it in a way that is not, um, that doesn't sound grandiose inside, you should feel really good about it and be able to express the fact that someone has just said, you've done a good job, you know, do more. Right. Uh, right. And within that, in, in, in striving to go ahead, um, there are going to be disappointments. Um, so how do you suggest that people, how do you then meld that into the fact that you're, you're appreciating who you are, you're accepting, um, you know, kudos for what you've done. How does one then incorporate the disappointments that of course are going to come their way because it's always known, uh, you know, the biggest thing is you have to fail at least a couple of times before you can learn how to really succeed. And even the most successful people do fail at some things, but they push forward.
0: But they push forward. And you really said what the answer is is to understand exactly, Sylvia, what you said, is that there's no such thing as an even climb that just goes up, 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 up. That's not how life is. There are roadblocks in the way, either internal or external. When somebody goes for a job interview, they may be perfectly suited for that job. It may be perfect for them, but for all you know, the interviewer's niece has already been pegged to get that job, but they're going through the motions to make it look right. Of course. You don't know that. You know, you have to understand that just because you don't get this job or you don't succeed at this challenge, that that's going to stop you. That is part of life. It is part of what helps you grow an image that we use in workshops is a diamond starts out as a very dark, carbony kind of rock, and then through pressure in the earth, r- real diamonds, not right. man-made manufactured diamonds, but <laughs> real diamonds, through pressure, through stress and pressure from the earth, that gets turned into a diamond. Well, we as people are no different. We need stress. We need pressure. We need to be pushed to become more of who we actually are.
1: Exactly. Because otherwise we get complacent and um, then you wind up in a rut and you don't go any further. And um, again, I'll go back to women. And there are some men who just don't have the self-confidence to, you know, for women, it's, am i really supposed to if i push further i'm going to be called you know uh, i'm too aggressive maybe you know i've got my family i can't take on any more responsibility and they don't know how to really do that or stand up for themselves in their being fabulous so how does one go about speaking up for themselves so here you go, you know, you, you know you've got a, a good idea, you feel good about it, but you're afraid to really speak up. How do you go about speaking up? And then maybe you might even have to defend yourself after speaking up.
0: Well, and the key question to ask yourself is, do you lose anything by speaking up? Do you truly lose anything? You've advanced your voice, you've made your presence known to your manager or to whoever it is that you need to to present your idea to. If you don't speak, you've lost the opportunity. You've lost that moment in time that could push you forward. You have lost. If you do speak up, you may not succeed at getting that idea across and, and a new project you know, funded. Okay. But you spoke up, you made yourself a presence to your manager, to the president of the company, whoever it is that you need to speak to. You use that opportunity to put yourself forward, to be more visible, to see yourself have more confidence. Yes, you may not succeed in that moment, but you have advanced your well-being that much larger. So please pay attention to any time you decide not to go forward, you are missing out. That's when you're missing out.
1: And it's true, as as you said before, in personal life, take dating. You know, a lot of people are, it's not just a question of being shy, but that they don't have that confidence to go ahead. And then all of a sudden, if they meet somebody who they think might be a, a higher class you know why are they looking at me um again it's that 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 fear of being fabulous uh you know that that a guy could think you're absolutely sensational and you're saying to yourself excuse me have, he's so great why would he want you know me um so all of this could be used in 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 personal life everything that you're talking
0: about oh absolutely I remember, and, and I've, I've talked about this with, with my husband and, and reviewed it in numerous workshops. I remember in my early 20s, now I'm all, I started modeling and acting when I was 12. I looked 18, but I'm in my early 20s when this happens. I live in LA, I go to a party with a couple of girlfriends. I have no idea whose party it was, but I walk in the door and there's a crowd of people and a tall, handsome man in, the, in this group of people looks at me, stares at me, gives me that look of I'm interested. Sylvia, the next place I go is the bathroom. The next thing I do is go to my girlfriend's and say, get yourselves home. It's my car. I have to go home. And it is not until the next day that I realized I was terrified of this gorgeous man being interested in me. I've... I've already won a beauty contest. I'm already working in Hollywood. My internal fear of being fabulous was running the show, hundred percent.
1: Again, okay. So we've talked about business. We've talked about dating on a you know on a personal level, and there are so many other ways that we almost sabotage ourselves because we're afraid to um, advocating for ourselves. Um, as parents may be advocating for our children and standing up and not being intimidated by the school system or the doctor or the, you know, the person who we're supposed to, who's supposed to be in charge. Um, so it, it takes us in, in such a variety of different places.
0: Absolutely. And I want to make a key point here is that most people also don't recognize that they are unique in all time, there has never ever been Sylvia, another Sylvia. There's never been another person just like you, and there never will be. Well, a lot of people are very happy about that. <laughs> well, I'm. See, I would if I were working with you, I would catch you on that one. Yeah, um, I know. <laughs>
1: there, there was a
0: little evidence of the fear of being fabulous there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Because we are, we really are like snowflakes, you know, that we learn it in grammar school that a snowflake is always an original. There are never duplicates. Well, there are never duplicate humans. Even identical twins are a tiny bit different from each other. So a a free three-minute video that people can go and watch about you are a miracle. You are a a one-of-a-kind miracle. Is at overcoming the fear of being forward slash miracle. <laughs> and it's free, no cost. Watch it. Help yourself really get that there is nobody else like you. They may be sort of like you, but if you do not speak up, if you do not go after whoever it is you want to date, if or the house you want to buy or the weight you want to lose or the weight you want to gain or the exercise you need to do, whatever all those things are that you know would be right to do if you just gave yourself permission to go that next inch, please remember that you're a miracle. That's so important. Nobody else can do what you can do.
1: That's great. I, I love that. I haven't heard that expression uh, before. We're going through some really... Um, awful times right now with this pandemic. So many people, you know, it's hit so many in so many different ways. How does one hold on to that fabulous feeling?
0: Great, great question. And you're right, so many people are struggling either because they don't have a job um, or they do have a job and they're working from home and now they have to take care of their kids while they're working all kinds of pressures. The strongest advice I have is for people to remember that this is a -a one-of-a-kind trauma, trauma time in the world, that we are all needing to be as strong as we can be and as safe as we can be to get through this together, to support one another. So I strongly recommend that people have as many zoom calls or phone calls with friends with family to make that human connection as strong as possible to also take really really good care of yourself in terms of i just mentioned it exercise make sure you're doing at least some walking some stretching keep your body in good health Uh, too many people are inclined to just veg out get you know start eating too much ice cream Um, to try to take care of themselves, but it just makes you feel worse. So yes, it's a difficult time. Yes, it's a pressure-filled time. It's a grief-filled time for so many people. Yes, it is. Um, And it's a scary, scary time. I encourage everyone watching to please use this time to help yourself get stronger. Know that the challenges are real. And you can step. You can step up and into them and become stronger. Use that.
1: That's great advice because so many people, you know, people are grieving, and grief doesn't have to just deal with the loss of a person. Grief goes along with the loss of so many other things, um, and people are grieving. And now the flood of people wanting to get back into what. We remember as normal um, to just really the first thing is is to take care of yourself because if you don't take care of yourself, you can't feel fabulous no matter where you are in life. Absolutely. Uh, so as you know, as I had mentioned when we were talking before, you and your husband had a podcast uh, fear of, of uh, being overcoming the fear of
0: being fabulous.
1: Okay, it's a little bit on pause right now. What else are you, uh, can you tell us about your project or is it a
0: secret? No, 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 it's not a secret, actually. The project that we have spent a lot of last year on uh, is now being released. It has been released, Being Fabulous in Business. Okay. People can check it out. There's a demo at beingfabulousinbusiness.com. There's a free demo lots of information there to help people in the business world advance their voice advance their confidence get through the imposter syndrome so it's it's a four-hour audio program and it has comes with a workbook that you can do online you don't have to print it out and enhance transcripts all framed around helping people advance their sense of confidence and authority, personal authority, personal confidence in the workplace. So counteracting negative, you mentioned negative head talk, counteracting that, Um, building up your ability to be fabulous in business. That's been our big project. And we're so we're really excited. It's just come become available. We've done tons of work with a team of experts um, doing the audio editing, doing all of the web work. Um, We're not techie. We can't do that ourselves. We had to work with a team of people Um, and it was a long project. So we're very excited about that. So it's a way to get our our point of view out beyond uh, just our coaching.
1: And in today's world and, you know, I don't sell anything as far as, you know, on the podcast, but in today's world with all these, uh, everyone becoming an entrepreneur, there are so many people, what a great tool, um, to even just go up and see the, you know, the free, um, that you talked about and maybe if interested, you know, go further with it, but to have the tools out there available for, you know, people, especially in today's world, is huge. And I can't wait until you start your your podcast back again.
0: <laughs> well, and that's our intention. That isn't our, our intention, but we're we're so backed up on other projects. <laughs> okay.
1: That's great. So mm-hmm. so your website again
0: is well, there what we just mentioned was being fabulous dot com. Okay. For a more personal, larger program, overcoming the fear of being fabulous.com. And for the free video, you are a miracle, overcoming the fear of being fabulous.com forward slash miracle.
1: Well, I think you are a miracle is something that everyone can take away from today's episode. Judith, I thank you so much. This has been. Fascinating uh, and so relative to where we are in today's world.
0: Well, it's been a pleasure being with you and thank you for having me speak to you about how people can advance themselves now during this pandemic and forever.
1: Thank you, Judith. Thank
0: you for joining me today.
1: If you liked what you heard, please share it with another person you think would be interested. And if you haven't already, please subscribe. Join me next week when I talk to another extraordinary, inspiring woman. Today's podcast is sponsored by Upper Deck, the national full-service virtual gym that has reinvented the at-home workout experience. Upper Deck has more than 30 strength and cardio classes a week. Named Best Fitness Club in the Gold Coast for 2020, Upper Deck brings the gym to you with live coaching and motivation. Upper Deck's unique classes are interactive. They have two coaches, one leading your workout and one keeping her eyes on you, providing feedback and encouragement in real time. For a free week of unlimited virtual classes with no strings attached, email info at upperdeckfitness.com and let Upper Deck know you're a Sylvia and Me listener. This has been a Life of Prey production.